0: This 2023 NFL regular season awards betting picks edition of the Propcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by the SGP Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com dot slash Patreon. Roster brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase. To save $20, download the GameTime app and use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Buy the underdog pick in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. And we're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any NFL game. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code SGP. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, September the 4th, currently 4.30 on the East Coast, here to give our final 2023 regular season award picks before the official season kicks off on Thursday. We knocked out all of our season-long player props, again, still plenty of time for you to go back and listen to those pods and come hopefully cash in with us as we have been over the last two seasons but hey this is a, another fun episode i love every single year because it's so fun to dig into these award markets like i mentioned we'll go through about five or six of them maybe more in depth on some of the awards than others but hey i got my guys here with me first it's my guy Crispy cap and chris how you feeling this monday man it's uh it's almost that time, buddy. I'm, I'm I'm itching over here.
1: You and me both, you know, you and me both, man. Just super excited. Like you said, Thursday will be right, you know, right around the corner. We're starting to see some stuff come out already that, uh, you know, we can start looking at. And, uh, you know, last show, it, it, it's fun to, you know, do all the shows kind of leading up to it. But, you know, last show probably, you know, for, or at least, you know, player of the year. And, you know, these type of accolades. Uh, you we done broke down all the divisions, like you said. So, if you haven't got a chance to listen to those, you still got a little bit of time to check those out as well. But I'm super excited to get into it, super excited for the upcoming season. I can't wait to talk these, uh, talk these, uh, you know, these superlatives and these awards out with you and Rod today, man.
0: Yes, sir. And also joining us here, you guys know him as the Motorsports King. It's Rod via Gomez. You know, if you're not following the F1 pod and the NASCAR pod, you're missing out on those, all those little green check marks I see every single week. Rod, how's it hanging, my man?
2: Hey, it was a great weekend as far as racing was concerned. I mean, we missed a few, I, although don't let all those green check marks fool you. There's a lot of them, uh, <laughs> but we're, we're not all powerful, uh, but I will say I'm happy. Last fantasy football draft of the season to tonight. I'm excited for that. Well, I, that just means that football seasons uh, here. It is happening. And listen, as much fun as it is to, to break down these futures markets, I'm ready to start breaking down some game props. Like I want to be able to start talking about these games. So uh, I can't wait.
0: Yeah. Uh, so the propcast regular season show probably will. We'll decide when we uh, officially uh, discuss or uh, record that podcast for the Thursday night football game. Hopefully, maybe either tomorrow or Wednesday at the latest for our Thursday night uh, football player props. But uh, like I mentioned, yeah, today we will go through the awards markets here: uh, MVP, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year awards, offense, defense, uh, offensive, defensive player of the years. Uh, comeback player. Maybe not a huge market there, but uh, yeah, we're gonna go through all of it, gentlemen. Uh, so let, why don't we just kick it off here? Um, I, I think I'll save MVP for last, and that might be more of a intriguing conversation. So why don't we start with the young kids? We'll start with the rookies here. Uh, let, let's start with defensive uh, rookie of the year for this upcoming season, gentlemen. And, and currently, what I am seeing the odds-on favorite is going to be my number three overall pick, Will Anderson Jr. Of the Houston Texans as the four to one favorite to win this award. He's followed by Jalen Carter of the Philadelphia Eagles, seven to one. Christian Gonzalez of the Green Bay Packers, plus 950. Tyree Wilson, 10 to one. Devin Weatherspoon, 10 to one. Jack Campbell, 14 to one. And then goes down the list that way. Um, Chris, why don't you kick us off here with defensive player of the year? What are some of the guys that you did like for this award for this upcoming season? So you said them, well,
1: you know, and the reason why I jumped on them uh, was because I actually got the odds at double what you just said. And we're going okay. to Mr. Weatherspoon, right? And Devin Weatherspoon, I actually see him on FanDuel. Just checked this about maybe two hours ago. He was twenty to one, you know. Mm. So so you know, plus two thousand is uh, is what you get Weatherspoon. That he's a uh, you know the cornerback that comes out of Illinois. He's now in Seattle. Um, they drafted him fifth overall, big physical corner. Uh, I think this guy's 5'11, maybe 180, 185. Uh, I just I love I love his ball instincts, right? And and being he, he's going to get thrust right into this starting rotation. He'll he'll be out there on the right side of the field. And uh, you know, I think I just love I love his ball instincts. I love that he's going to be targeted so much. He has uh you know just a lot of confidence. And I think we, we all know playing in this league, you have to be able to to have a high level of confidence, especially playing cornerback when you can get roasted and then got to get right back out there on the field and got to, you know, got to play again. So, um, you know, he, he takes a lot of ball side angles to kind of disrupt passes. Uh, impressive route, you know, recognition skills led to 14 pass breakups last season. And uh, Pro Football Focus had him um, allowing just thirty-four point nine percent completion percentage in two thousand twenty-two, which is, of course, one of the highest percentages that you'll be able to find out there as well. Um, it is interesting to me. I, I thought it was a tad bit interesting that that Seattle took him because they play so much coverage and not a lot of man. This guy is is he has a like physically. Like, a lot of people didn't watch him. Physically, he's really gifted. Like he he projects yeah. almost like sauce. Um, and his ability just to be able to kind of switch hands, switch feet, uh, his athleticism. Um, so it's, it's interesting to me that, you know, because he played so much man last year and they're going to try to put him in a more of a, a zone scheme, or maybe they plan on switching it up and, play, and playing a little bit more man-to-man. But I just think, you know, overall he's going to have his, uh, you know, he's going to have his chances. You look at the Seahawks secondary, they rank eighth uh, heading into the season with a front with a front seven that's actually ranked 21st. So I think that's going to leave a lot of opportunity for him as well. Um, and this secondary just took it took a little, a couple of leaps. You got Willen on it on the opposite side, uh, Adams and Diggs in the in, at the safety position. Um, so I, I like I like uh, I like especially at this price. You you give me this price and you give me a guy that's uh, as big and as physical as he is that can you know definitely go hulk the ball down. We know for cornerbacks to win this award, they gotta, you know, you gotta get a couple interceptions. You gotta be able to tackle. He's big physical guy that can come up and tackle running backs as well. So uh give me give me Weatherspoon. Um, you know, I th- I know this one is a little far-fetched, but I like I like the odds. The the plus two thousand, uh, I like Weatherspoon.
0: Yeah, again, I mean we've preached this uh when we did our season long player props. Again, shop around for the best number because again, there are conflicting odds out there. Uh, and again, you got to find the best number, but you know, I, th- I think traditionally going back, uh prior to let's say the 2014 season, like cornerbacks weren't really getting or winning this award, right? I think you have to go back to 2015. Uh, sorry, prior to 2014, I would say the the person or the player that won, right, you have to go all the way back, I believe, to 1988, Charles Woodson, who won the Rookie of the Year, defensive wise, but. Uh, Since 2014, 2015, Marcus Peters, cornerback winner, Marshawn Lattimore, 2017, uh, and then obviously last year, Sauce Gardner. So it's starting to see, we're starting to see defensive backs, especially at the cornerback positions, uh, starting to get these awards. Um, I like Devin Weatherspoon here as well, man. Uh, He was one of the guys I had on my list. Again, like you mentioned, 20 to one is a great number. I think 10 to one, there's still some value there as well. Um, and it just makes a lot of sense. Right. I think that number one, Seattle defensively, um, especially in the secondary prior to how that struggled. Uh, Jamal Adams is another guy that is going to be missing. So that's more a weight on whether Spood's um, on in his uh i guess more pressure for him to perform out there especially with jamal adams not being there but like you mentioned the physicality that this guy has i think that's you know something relatable and i think that's something that you need we're paying at the cornerback position so again 20 to one where chris got it still at 10 to one again shop around uh chris you see a, uh is it still 20 to one on FanDuel? or do you have seen an updated number right there still 10 to one
1: i saw 20 to one when i look earlier let me double check it's still name. there
0: okay yeah perfect then yeah again Ten to one right now on uh, on DraftKings, you could get double the price. Twenty to one over on FanDuel. Uh, Rod, take us over your to uh, to your pick, man. And if you have any thoughts on Witherspoon, you want to add as well.
2: Well, I mean, look, Seattle misses that Legion of Boom, right? I think they yeah. want a second coming of that. Obviously, they can lean on Witherspoon to sort of hopefully bring that that culture back to the secondary, and they need it. I mean, they, you know, they've got the the Niners who are going to throw a ton against them uh, at least twice a, a season, so he's going to get his opportunity. Somebody else who I think. Benefits not just from the the where he's at, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I think his name is going to bring a lot of eyeballs to him as well, and that's Joey Porter Jr. Um, he's at twenty-five to one over there as Defensive Rookie of the Year, and I mean, to your point, Chris, about cornerbacks, they're they're starting to get their their looks now for this award, and again, his name alone, where he's at, that whole narrative right there will bring eyeballs, and now all he has to do. Is match his play to those eyeballs, right? I mean, that's really what we're hoping for here, especially at twenty-five to one. Um, his last uh, his last season at Penn State, twenty-one solo tackles, six combined or uh, six assists rather, twenty-seven combined. He didn't have any interceptions in his senior season or his last season, rather. So, I mean, he's going to have to step it up in in that de- uh, department there. Total, but. In my opinion, the Steelers defense is going to get tested this year, right? They are going to be – they're going to get tested by all sorts of of AFC quarterbacks and AFC receivers, and if he can instantly step in and do good things for that team, I think he's pretty much in in, uh, the the contention for this award, like I said, with the eyeballs on him, with the name, with everything that is going to be talked about. As long as he can perform right away, as long as he can step in and be a a force for them – uh, instantaneously, uh, you know, a secondary, it, they don't, they're going to need help for sure. It's its not like they're going to be able to skate through this season. So I think Porter's a good addition to them, to that team. And, uh, and I think, yeah, eyeballs are going to be on it for this uh, defensive rookie of the year award.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, Pittsburgh, we know traditionally has been, I guess a powerhouse of defense, because again, you have the, what, multiple time TJ Watt winner of the defensive player of the year award um, and they pride themselves on the defensive side of the football. I know they have Mika Fitzpatrick, uh, you know, Manning kind of center field, at, uh, as they say, but they needed a solid cornerback and they go out and get a former uh, Pittsburgh Steelers son in Joey Porter Jr. So, yeah, I don't hate that pick as well. Again, like you guys mentioned, like it, it, we're starting to see the cornerbacks start to get more accolades and more recognition when it comes to this type of war. because it was for so many years, it was dominated by either, you know, defensive tackles. Or, or linebackers, right? I think that, you know, now with what these freakish athletes are able to do at that cornerback position, they're starting to get their accolades. And again, it was on full display last year when Sauce Gardner won this award um, in as many years for a cornerback. So I had the same pick as uh, um, Chris there as well. I'll be the chalk guy. I got it. I got somewhere. I got to pick something for this Texans team to have some type of shining light. Uh, I mean, I hate it at four to one, obviously, when he is the odds on favorite. But and look, this defense for the Texans was the absolute worst last year. There's no question when you talk about past defense runs uh, run defense. And we bring in a head coach like D'Amico Ryans, who led, uh, was the coordinator um, at the San Francisco 49ers, whose defense year in and year out was at the top uh, of the league. Um, you know, when Robert Sala was there, obviously Domingo Ryan was still one of the coaches there as well. Took over for him for the year that he left another top defense last year. And I think he's going to bring that mentality over to this Houston Texans team where he was a former linebacker for this team. So he's, you know, and players are buying into what, you know, he's, he's trying to pre- preach and coach there. But when you went out and got Will Anderson as your number three overall pick, what we saw, what he did in Bama. I'm not going to repeat his stats and what he was able to do there, but the Texans now have a legitimate, you know, front seven guy in Will Anderson to lead this team. So, you know, we saw some of the flashes during preseason, what this guy is going to be able to do. And they're going to go up against some of the poorest offensive lines. I think Will Anderson will be able to take advantage of that. But, I mean, at four to one, I, I, I don't like it. I I'm, I'm, I'm agree with Chris about, you know, uh, Devin Weatherspoon right now, 20 to one over at FanDuel. Uh, all right, guys, before we get over to Offensive Rookie of the Year, uh, let me tell everyone about DraftKings. We've been waiting seven months without an official NFL regular season game, and now we are a couple days away from that. Well. The wait is over. NFL is officially here. And DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5 on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with great game day, with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of the of two new offers every single day of this September month. Check the app and see what you can get. Download now and use promo code SGP to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bets instantly just for betting five bucks. That's code SGP only on DraftKings, an official sports sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Ross, are brought to you by Game Time. Hey, you probably want to get out there for NFL Week 1 to see your team play, or it might be NFL Week 2, depending on your team schedule, to see that home opening game. Are you still trying to get out to the ballpark uh, before the MLB season wraps up? Or maybe you're a fan of WNBA. Hey, Game Time is here uh, for you to buy those uh, tickets, and they create a stress free um, experience when you download the game time app buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't have to be stressful game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports but also they have music tickets uh, comedy shows and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you're going to have flash deals and last minute tickets on the game time experience easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area and the best part that I love about their app is that when you go to buy those tickets with those specific uh, seats and specific row, you're going to get an image of what your exact view is going to be at that venue. Their lowest price are guaranteed event cancellation prediction as well. Forget having to plan months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Got exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and much more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. They're so confident. And their best price guarantee that if you find a price lower on any other website, the same section, the same row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. All you have to do. Is tap two times on the screen and you're set to go. And the tickets go directly to the app. No have you don't have to worry about going through your email box or waiting for them in the mailbox. No, they're right there on your phone. Tickets are sent directly, like I mentioned, to your phone. Download the game time app, create an account, and use promo code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download GameTime app. last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. All right, gentlemen, let's get over to Offensive Rookie of the Year for this upcoming season. Uh, Rod, why don't you leave us off with this category?
2: The world wants you to take Bijan Robinson. Everybody <laughs> wants you to take Robinson. I'm glad you said it. I'm glad you I, said it, right? I mean, swear to God, that is the only team or the only guy that anybody's going to talk about, but not me because I like to be contrarian. Um, I, I want to toss out, and, and this is going to be a far stretch, 17 to 1, Jordan Addison as the rookie of the year. Ding, ding, mean, ding, 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 right? ding, ding, ding. Right? Let me tell you, I slept on. Slept on. He is in a pass-happy offense. He has already established himself as a one of the best, obviously, uh, in, the, in the draft already that, that came out of the draft, receivers out there. So, I mean, listen, he's going to share the field, yes, with Justin Jefferson. I get it. I 100% understand. But there is nothing that leads me to believe that this kid's not going to jump on the field and instantly be. uh, And I'll let Chris make the stronger point for it. But I I just, I don't see him not benefiting from being on Kirk Cousins' offense, on being on this Minnesota offense, on sharing the field with a guy who's going to draw double coverage every single time he steps out on the field. I'm not scared of K.J. Osborne. I'm not scared of, of anybody else that he's sharing the field with. I think he is going to make an instant impact. I think he more than Bijan, more than the other guys that are in front of him, even Jameer Gibbs for that matter, um, and all three quarterbacks. Which you know it's hard for a rookie quarterback to take home this because they've got to be super spectacular. But yeah, Jordan Addison at seventeen to one. I, I think that's my that's my pick right there.
0: Of all the times that I've done pods with Rod. I don't think I've ever seen him this confidence because this is the first time I've seen him give out a pick and his his arms have been crossed and that's how he's just been <laughs> preaching to the choir. He was just sitting there like, this is it 17 to one. If you're watching live, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But, uh, Chris, you also agree with Jordan Addison here, man. You said ding, 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 ding. So what do you got, man? That's why
2: that's I got it. confident because Chris was happy about it. That,
0: <laughs>
1: that is it, right? That is, I was going to start to say the same exact thing. Like no Bijan for me. Uh, you know, the quarterbacks all feel like they're, in a in a very similar situation, yeah. uh, I, I'm pretty sure you'll break those down, you know. But um, for me, it's Addison as well. And and I, you know, in my notes when I was writing this down, I was like, man, like when I'm looking at these awards, I'm looking for opportunity first and foremost, and I'm looking for talent that's around you, right? So this this he's not coming in with one of these quarterbacks, that, you know, one of these rookie quarterbacks that's trying to throw him the ball. He's he's with you know arguably the the greatest regular season quarterback we've ever seen in Kirk Cousins. This guy religiously passes the ball down the field every season for four thousand plus yards. He did so last season, and now thielen has gone. Right? That's the one point. That's the one point that Rod didn't mention. But that's one hundred and seven targets that somebody's going to to garnish, you know, next year. And we know Justin Jefferson is going to get his touches. And uh, you know, the point about KJ Osborne, I I think I agree with Rod saying there that is a little bit of the, you know, the, the competition, but one thing I went back and looked at um, this uh, Minnesota Vikings um, passing attack was actually uh, eighth. They had the eighth highest rate of running three wide receivers. So it was a lot of slot last year, you know, just in general, plenty of miles of feet. And I think that, you know, Jordan, though he'll come in and benefit the most from a guy like Justin S- Jefferson being on the other side, also take into account of this, like, the Vikings were they ranked 28th in defense. Yeah. <laughs> like, so they are still gonna be on the field a lot of the time, you know, just going back and down, back and down and fourth the field. So um for all of those reasons, I you know, I like that. I'm not gonna regurgitate everything Ross right said, but I'll just add those couple points. But it's Jordan Addison for me too. If you just watch what he did at USC last year, um I, he's a he's a possession receiver, he can stretch the field, he, 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 can, you know, he just can catch the ball. He's big, he's physical. I like uh, I like Jordan a lot, 17 to 1.
0: Yeah, you guys make some great points. I mean, it's number one, what you just mentioned there, Chris, is that this defense for the Vikings is still going to be terrible, right? So, I mean, we saw, I don't know, over the past several seasons, especially last season, that they were just involved in shootouts. Like, they had games ending 33-30. And, again, obviously, when you're scoring that many points, you're going to be throwing the football as well. We don't know what life is going to be like for the Vikings after Dalvin Cook. I know he was a big part of their offense as well. Um, Obviously, a lot of people are uh, high on Alexander Madison coming into this year, but a great point what you guys make obviously justin jefferson one of the best wide receivers in the league in this short time in the nfl um and now you're bringing a rookie like jordan addison to replace adam feeling who was falling off a little bit right um maybe getting up there in age and and not being that same guy that he was uh for the past several seasons but now you add a young athletic guy like jordan addison um i i, I like i like this pick from both of you guys as well um just going off of Bijan, i mean look he's he's gonna have a great season no doubt about it but again He's the big sexy pick, the big chalky pick at plus two seventy five for a season long award. I mean, I, I I definitely see the potential with Bijan because I did watch a lot of Texas games last season, and the the guy is a freak of nature. Um, but we got to be contrained a little bit. And I think that we got to find some value here at seventeen to one with Jordan Addison. I'm with you guys there as well. The one guy I did also. Uh, um, well, I, the one I guy I did like is this guy that's right under for some of the same reasons is Zay flowers, 18 to one. Um, he goes into a, a Baltimore Ravens offense. Now that traditionally we didn't see have a lot of success with their wide receivers. Like right? the most consistent guy was their tight end Mark, Mark Andrews. Uh, but now you brought in a new offensive coordinator for this team and they think they want to open it up for Lamar Jackson, uh, uh, passing ability. Uh, or open it up for his arm, at least to throw the football down the field. And I think Zay Flowers um, coming into his wide receiving group that consists of guys like, like I said, Mark Andrews, you have OBJ, not sure where we're going to get out of him coming off the torn ACL and missing the entire season last year. I mean, he could still be the OBJ that we saw with the Rams, uh, but we've seen traditionally that it's difficult for guys to have huge seasons coming off of torn ACLs and those type of injuries. So now you're bringing a young guy Like Zay Flowers, who I think is going to have, number one, a lot of success in this offense uh, and really be that guy for this team. He could be a great down the field threat. He's a guy that can catch the ball and get yak for you. And again, if this this Ravens team is going to have success, especially with all the uh, injuries that they've dealt with in their backfield. They're going to have to throw the football. I think Zay Flowers is the guy that can really beneficiate or be a beneficiary, I should say, uh, of those pass catches from Lamar Jackson. So, again, I can see him getting up there in 1,200, 1,300 yards for this upcoming season. Tack on the touchdowns there as well. Uh, at 18 to 1, I don't hate Zay Flowers here, Rod.
2: Yeah, I, well, again, it's it's situational, right? That's yeah. what we talk about all the time with these rookies. It's can they make an instant impact? Because a lot of times they're sitting on the bench, they're not going to win the award, and neither one of these guys are going to be sitting on the bench. And we know that Lamar Jackson can pass. We don't see it very often, but we know yeah. that he can pass. So um, when he does, and, and, and Zay Flowers doesn't have the Justin Jefferson on the other end either. So if you want to kind of take that away from it, he, he may even emerge as the number one before the yeah. end of the season. Who knows? And if that if that happens, then that definitely strengthens his case.
0: Chris, thoughts on Tay Flowers?
1: Rod, Rod, all of my notes um, is what I came <laughs> up with so far. You know?
0: <laughs> it's usually me now. It's Rob. Yeah, We're know. catching on to you, Chris.
1: That, that's what it is. Uh, but I think Rod, Rod hit it on the end. We we don't know where he's going. Where Mr. Flowers is going to end on the depth chart, right? Like you mentioned him, you know. But but what version of OBJ do we get? Right? Does OBJ yeah. get hurt? Because then that's even more opportunity for a guy like Zay Flowers and you mentioned the offensive coordinator. We've talked about this when we broke down, um, you know, the AFC division just in general, right? So a lot of opportunity is going to be there for a guy like Zay Flowers. Pretty sure he has a lot that he wants to prove too. And like we talked about, right? We have to, you have to have opportunity, right? You have to have the opportunity and that'll be presented to him. So I don't think it's a bad pick at all.
0: All right, before we get over to some more award markets for the upcoming NFL season, let me tell everyone about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. With their fantasy pick game, you can pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then, then do what you usually do, spending your Sundays and watching the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going, to five, by going five for five. It's a fantasy game but you can win real money doing it. Like we just mentioned, the two guys were probably going to take the higher on this season or this week. One, eh, we're looking at Jordan Addison. We're looking at Zay Flowers to make an impact in their first NFL uh, regular season game. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe uh, make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or their website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. So again, that's Underdog. Fantasy, promo code SGPN, and we're also about to buy the SGP Patreon. Make sure you check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals contest with a thousand dollar first place prize, plus the weekly Patreon Pick'em. Patreon uh, members also double their prize in the College Football Bankroll Challenge. The Patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. To get all the details, go to sportsgowningpodcast.com slash Patreon. Again, that's sportsgowningpodcast.com slash Patreon. All right, gentlemen, let's get over to the next awards market. Let's go to the veterans uh, for both of these awards. Let's go to – let's start with Defensive Player of the Year uh, for this upcoming season. Um, Currently, I am seeing the odds on favorite right now. is going to be Micah Parsons of the Dallas Cowboys at plus 450. Followed by Garrett uh, sorry, uh Miles Garrett, uh eight to one, TJ Watt plus eight fifty, Nick Bosa 12 to one, Sauce Gardner 15 to 1, Max Crosby 20 to 1, Aiden Hutchinson 25 to 1, Chris Jones, 25 to 1, Aaron Donald, three time award winner, 25 to 1, uh, are the current. Uh, I think that's about what top nine guys there uh for this award for this upcoming season. Uh last year, God, who even won it last year? I don't, I don't even remember. Bosa, uh, right? Was it Bosa last year? uh for the 2020 season. yeah it was nick bosa you're right out there chris um well chris why don't you lead us off man uh defensive player of the year for this upcoming season what's on your mind
1: i'm going contrarian i'm digging deep again man i'm going other bosa i'm going joey i just need him to okay. stay healthy uh 50 to 1 50 to 1 if i can get this guy to stay healthy we know he suffered the growing tear uh which limited him just five games last season uh, he did come back, though. I was I, I, that, that was one of my, my main reasons why I kind of liked him because he did come back and he participated in Week 17, um, which to me, you know, that kind of lends to it wasn't a season-ended injury, which, uh, you know, needed a lot of more rehab afterwards. So I like that he came back before the season ended. Um, you know, he got his work in, you know, get his strength in. Um, and you just go back and kind of look at his history. You know, for five years, uh, in, in five years that he's actually played 12 or more games, He's had 10 and a half sacks in each, yeah. right? And we know that that's typically what wins you this award, right? You gotta be able to fill the stat sheet up and you need your team to have success as well. Uh he's had um in, in two in two seasons ago, he actually forced seven four, seven fumbles as well. Um, and of course he just played five games last season that had just two and a half sacks. Uh he does get the benefit of having Khalil Mack on the other side, which should should garner a lot of attention so he can get a lot of you know one-on-ones and not see as many double teams. Um, The Chargers offense actually projects to be even better than they were last season. So the opposing teams are going to be uh, probably playing from behind if we can get this this Chargers team to, you know, just be be healthy. Uh, I love what they have on the offensive side of the ball, getting their wide receivers back. Um, You know, Herbert hopefully can stay healthy throughout the season. So I think that, you know, lends up lends well for them as well. Um, You look at the. you look at the the offense for the chargers they finished 10th in yards last year third in offensive uh passing yards and just barely outside the top 10 in points per game so i think the defense will be on the field because the chargers like to score they like to score in chunks they like to score quickly um so i think you know all of those things said i, I like bosa too, to especially for a long shot 50 to 1 uh you know i think it's definitely worth a sprinkle we just need him to stay healthy but yeah, I love the fact that he doesn't get the double teams this year. Khalil Mack should be able to kind of, you know, wreck things up just a tad bit and make it a little bit easier for Bosa this year.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, when we talk about uh, Joey Bosa, it's about him staying healthy, right? Because we know, well, the Bosa brothers, the potential is definitely 100% there. Nick Bosa obviously coming off of winning it last season, and, and it just health has just been a huge concern for Joey Bosa. But the seasons that he's been uh, healthy and played uh, at least – well. The, the three seasons that he played all 16 games, I'll start with this. He had double digit sacks. Uh, we know he's that type of player, right? The forced fumbles are always there for him as well. Uh, last season, he only ended up playing in five games, ended up with two and a half sacks, but... You know, we talk about this Chargers uh, team. It's always the focus is on the offense, right? We talk about the Justin Herberts of the world, the Austin Ecklers, the Keenan Allens of the world. Uh, But the defense doesn't get a lot of recognition because they've dealt with a lot of injuries. Guys like Derwin James and bring over Khalil Mack and, you know, like we just mentioned with Joey Bosa. So, you know, when we talk about teams like in other sports, like you just won one healthy season. We talked about the Niners. Can we just get one healthy season and see what they can do? I think Chargers also fit that mold uh, for this for this upcoming season. It's really on the defensive side because, again, we know what Joey Bosa can do. We've seen it at 50 to one. Like Chris said, it, it's just about him being healthy. And I think that he may just be able to do that for this upcoming season at 50 to one. You know, I don't hate that at, at all. Um, Rod, what do you got for defensive player of the year?
2: Well, I I will say that, Chris, that's, that's a big swing and it's definitely a good swing because that's, that's one that'll pay off really big for you if if you manage to hit it. But listen, I'm just going to play Homer. I'm just going to play the, the game of, of, we'll go back to where it started. Nick Bosa, uh, I'll take his brother, uh, his brother. Look. This is this is a guy that won it last season, and I don't know that he's gonna slow down. He's about to become the highest paid player of any sport in any history. I don't know. It's not the same, but he's <laughs> about to get paid a pretty, pretty good chunk, which is gonna definitely fire his engines up again to have another spectacular season. 18 and a half sacks last season. Holy cow. It's just the dude's a monster. We know the 49ers defense has gotten nothing but better in the offseason, so there's just no reason to think that Nick Bosa is going to slow down. And if he puts together another season, like he did this season, he's not even the favorite to repeat. That's the crazy thing about it. He is still 12 to one to, uh, to win this award. It's not bad. I mean, it's better than throwing plus two seventy five down on Bijan, who may (laughs) not get it. Right. So I'll take 12 to one for the guy that won it last year and, and has pretty much every opportunity to do it again. Like I said, this, this 49ers defense has not gotten any worse. It's gotten better, and he's a large part of that. So give me, give me Nick Bosa again. Like I said, for my 49ers, for, uh, for just me being able to cheer for it, I'll take that.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, when we talk about the best defenses in the league, I think the Niners are probably at the top of that list. There's no question just because how well coached they are and the talent that they do have on, the, on that side of the football. So, again, this – That's been one award, guys, that for defensive player of the year, I think in any sport, I know, I think we could probably throw in maybe uh, NBA MVP in that conversation as well, Chris, that you can have a repeat winner, like back-to-back years. We've seen it with MVP. uh, Aaron Rodgers did it. We saw Aaron Donald do it, winning it multiple times, or at least back-to-back seasons. Uh, JJ Watt uh, has also done it as well. So. Again, if you're going to have the best defense, the best player is probably going to lead that way. And he's going to accumulate a lot of stat, uh, stats. And you know, I think the one thing that we've kind of noticed about uh, the Defensive Player of the Year uh, award winners is that it's more than likely either a defensive tackle or it's a linebacker that's winning this award. Because I know we talked about quarterbacks with the rookie defensive Rookie of the Year award. Now, the last cornerback to win it, at uh, least Defensive Player of the Year, was Stephon Gilmore back in 2019. Then you got to go all the way back to, uh, you could throw in Troy Palomalu in 2010 to safety. And the year before that, 2009, Charles Woodson. So it's really. Linebacker slash defensive tackle award. Um, I had two guys that I did like on this list, and one uh was mentioned in our chat there, Asan Reddick. Um, the guy's been an absolute monster. Three straight seasons of double digit sacks. Uh last season, uh he had I think six f- forced fumbles uh for the Eagles defense. Um, yeah, five uh, forced fumbles, three of them that were recovered. Uh going back to the last three seasons. 12 and a half sacks, 11 sacks, and 16 sacks last year for the Philadelphia Eagles. And when we talk about this Eagles team, the strength of their defense, obviously that front seven, we talked about that during when we were doing our season-long player That their secondary has a big question mark. That's going to present a lot of uh, pressure for the front seven to perform for this defense. And I think at the top of the list, Hassan Reddick is there at that linebacker position for this uh, Philadelphia Eagles team. So again, 16 sacks last year can he repeat doing that? Absolutely. I think he can do that. Um, that was one guy that I liked. And then the other one I wanted to mention was, uh, Quinn Williams, 30 to one, uh, of the New York jets. I think the potential is definitely there for, uh, uh, Quinn Williams. I think that defense is obviously well coached because you have a defensive minded head coach in Robert Sala. And I know, I know Rod can attest to that. Um, and now he doesn't have to worry about the offense because you bring in former MVP and you brought in an offensive coordinator that's worked with Aaron Rodgers. Now Robert Saleh can focus on that defense. I know Quentin Williams got paid this off season. Um, I think that again, if this team is going to have success for the Jets this upcoming season, you're not worried about the offense because now you got your quarterback. Defense is where it's got to be. I think for their best player, I in, at least in the front seven, you can make maybe the Sauce Gardner is probably their best defensive player. But at thirty to one, Quentin Williams, I know that the, the sacks aren't there. I think this could be a year where he has a big year and maybe gets up there into about 14, 15 sack range for his upcoming season. And uh, serial in the chat, they're saying this is Parson's award. Uh, Sorry, it is not his award this year. Uh, Chris, any thoughts on those two guys?
1: Uh, First and foremost, you uh, you mentioned Quinn Quinn Williams. I think, uh, I I, I mean, a defensive tackle for the Jazz. The Jazz project to have, uh, I I know they're really, really high on their defense even after they finished so well last year. I read some reports actually earlier today. They were talking about potentially having like Chicago bear, 85, 85 mm. bear, a legion of boom, 2013, uh Seattle defense. So I don't know if it's going to live up to that height, but I do think that they have, uh, you know, pretty big names and um, I can see, I can, he's going to be a big part of it. You know, if we, we all know that everything starts up front, right? starts with that, with that defensive line and who, whose line can win, right? Is it going to be offensive line or is it going to be the defensive line? that's going to get enough pressure. And I think that he, has been somebody in the past that has disrupted past past plays, run, running plays, and I think you'll continue to do that this season. Um, so I couldn't talk you off of that one at all.
2: I like that one,
0: Rod. Any thoughts on those two guys?
2: Uh, my only thought is on Parsons. Uh, I will root for no cowboy. So that's all. <laughs> well, that is I will. Funny. I will as as well, Rod. I, I, <laughs> that's something I'm not on either. Was he going to mention his name? Well, and he's plus four fifty to win this. Like it's it's. I I don't know. It's not fun. Come on. That's not fun. That's not yeah. fun.
0: All right, guys. Let's get over to Offensive Player of the Year for this upcoming uh, season. Last year, I believe Justin Jefferson was the award winner uh, after the incredible season he had. I believe he had 1,800 uh, yards last season um, receiving, and I think he, yeah, he did take on honors for Offensive Player of the Year uh, this season. The odds-on favorite is going to be. Let me get to that screen. We have uh, Jamar Chase, eleven to one. Justin Jefferson thirteen to one, Christian McCaffrey fifteen to one, Nick Chubb seventeen to one, Justin F- Justin Fields twenty to one, Tyree Kill twenty to one, Joe Burrow twenty five to one, Garrett Wilson twenty five to one, Lamar twenty five to one, and then Jalen Hurts at thirty to one. Uh, Rod, why don't you us off with this category, Offensive Player of the Year, man? What's on your mind
2: here? Stop me if you've heard this one before, but I'm taking a Forty Nine er, a full season of Christian McCaffrey in the San Francisco Forty Nine ers offense the league better be put on notice. I'm telling you right now. At 15 to one too. I very much like the price for this. He's definitely among the favorites, but, um, I don't know that I can go too much farther down past him to look for this unless you want Jalen hurts at 30 to one. If you think he's going to turn a, like, like a Chris is already there. All right. I won't steal your thunder there, but Chris, uh, Christian McCaffrey, look, the 49ers, just like their defense, their offense has not gotten any worse. I think Everybody's making a big deal out of the quarterback controversy that just happened. And the the fact that Trey Lance is now with the Cowboys, but um, you know, here's the thing, Christian McCaffrey is going to do nothing but help Brock Purdy make this a stellar season for the 49ers. And we know what he we know what he's capable of. Of course, injury is always the big thing, especially with these guys that are injury prone. Uh, But I don't know what it is about having a positive outlook on things but it goes a long way to keep you healthy. Like Christian McCaffrey is in a way better situation now than he ever was with Carolina. And for some reason, like that little bump on your knee doesn't hurt quite as much when you like where you're at. So um, I think that that's going to go a long way to help him perform better this season. And that's scary because if, if we get Christian McCaffrey from a couple of seasons ago on this 49ers offense, that, that's definitely easy for him to be offensive uh, player of the year.
0: I think when we talk about offensive player of the year, especially running back, uh, running backs is number one. Is that for if you're just a sole running back, you probably have to get 2000 rushing yards for you to win this award. But a guy like Christian McCaffrey is a threat both in the backfield and catching the ball. I think those are those type of players, especially running backs, are few and far between, at least in this league. And I think I forgot, you know, we had the whole conversation on the offseason about running backs, you know, not getting the awards. I think it was Travis Etienne who said you have to expand your game, that you have to change the running back position, that you have to be more than just a runner in this league. You have to also be a pass catcher. And when you talk about guys at the top of the list, that's Christian McCaffrey. I mean, when healthy, this guy's an absolute freak of nature. Last season, um, total in 17 games in 2022 with Carolina and San Francisco, 1,139 rushing yards, add to the fact 741 receiving yards very very close to having a 2 2, all scrimmage yard season and that's what christian mccaffrey is we've seen him do it um going back to 2019 close to 1400 rushing yards 1000 receiving yard season i know obviously that's five years ago and and he's an older player now and we've you know read about the injuries that he's suffered but like rod mentioned that you know those knee bumps aren't aren't as bad when you're with the 49ers and not on a on an organization that hasn't won a lot over the past several seasons. So, again, we talk about some of these awards. Everything is always health-based. But, um, um, I mean, I can't argue against CMC here. Um, Chris, you kind of tipped your hand there on who you like for Offensive Player of the Year. Who do you like?
1: Yeah, so, so just mention it, just just what Rob mentioned. I know when we, when we broke this division down, I talked about Christian McCaffrey. I love Christian McCaffrey this year as well. So, yeah. I would only be able to get there with Rod on that. And I love that he's getting it. What did you say, Rob, 15-1? to Yeah, I mean, I'm i seeing it at 15-1 right now. Yeah, 15 to 1. I love I love that. It takes the pressure off Brock Prady to to have to perform as well as he did last year. Um so, so I like that first and foremost. But moving along, uh like Rod said, he mentioned the guy. You mentioned him as well. You know, if he was at the end of uh end of the eyes. And if I if I listen, if I got my money tied up, it's kind of like what, what Rod was, you know, Rod been giving out these plus five hundred, plus four hundred, plus plus three fifties. You know we've been doing these season breakdowns. We well, we we got our money tied up. We might as well get a big a big return, right? Especially if we think we found something mispriced. And uh, you know Hertz, you you mentioned you know uh, three to one, right? So if I can get you know plus three thousand for Hertz to be offensive you know player of the year, I, I, I got to take a stab as much as I, much as I'm a commander fan. Um, this this guy was uh, you know the favorite to win the award last season before he got the shoulder injury in week fifteen versus the Chicago Bears. You got EJ Brown in the second season. He had nearly fifteen hundred yards last season. Um, their running backs changed, so the backfield will look a little different. But it's still going to be running back running back back committee. If uh, you just go in and you you know they, they don't have a, a you know solid elite number one. Um, I also just just a couple like you know just. Things that you that won't show up in the box score. I love that you know a couple weeks ago, maybe even a month ago now, um, you know it was it was revealed to the world that Jalen Hurts has uh, you know the, the the Super Bowl screensaver from from you know them losing the Super Bowl. So it's little things like that, you know that that make you know you get so close to you know achieving that that goal. And then, you know, kind of falling short, you know, even if it's a penalty or, you know, losing by a field goal, whatever the case might be. So I love that he'll come into this year, you know, extremely motivated. You look at the Eagles offensive line, it'll still be one of the best offensive line to kind of keep him protected. And you got to one thing we got to remember about the Eagles is they were a first half team last year. They took their foot up off the break a lot. Like first first half differential as far as scoring. They were, I think, 121 points higher than it better than any other team last season. Um, but they also faced the, uh, the 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 easiest schedule last season in, in, in terms of efficiency. This season, they have the sixth largest uh, increase in schedule difficulty, and they're projected to face a top ten schedule. So I think it'll make it you know make it a little bit more difficult for him. But I think he rises to the occasion, and he needs that because then the Eagles won't be able to play so conservative in the second half. If if Jalen Hurts can throw for forty two hundred yards. Uh, which which is only 500 more than he threw for uh, last season, and 26 touchdowns, which is only four more than he threw for last season. Keeping in mind that he missed two games, um, and run for you know maybe 850 yards, which is 50 uh, 100 yards more in two games, so 50 yards a piece, which is what he average. I think he can get this award. So if you're giving it to me at 30 to one, I think I at least got to put a sprinkle on on Mr. Jalen Hurts at uh you know plus three thousand.
0: And also brings up the conversation, like, do you take him for MVP or do you take him at Offensive Player of the Year? Because obviously you're getting better odds right now for Offensive Player of the Year. I, um, I want to say his MVP odds are like 15 to 1. We'll get to that here in a minute. But, yeah, I mean, look, Jalen Hurts is a, another guy that we talk about, another quarterback that we talked about, Christian McCaffrey, um, that can do multiple things, right? you can throw the football. You can also run the football. I mean, we cashed on so many props uh, last year with Jalen hurts as far as his rushing yards went because he's just that type of guy. Um, and for this offense to succeed, obviously it starts and stops with Jalen hurts. And, you know, I think the little things that we hear about, about Jalen hurts, like you mentioned with the screen saver and all things like that, this offense is going to pick up where they left off last year. I think the entire pressure is going to be on the defense and this just might be another team. Um, like we talked about, like with the Vikings, that is going to be involved in shootouts uh, for this upcoming season. those, 33 30 type of finals you know a lot of points being scored and obviously that's just going to pile up the stats for jalen Hurts. so i'm expecting a lot of big things from jalen hurts in this in this in his, in his uh what this is third uh third season as a full-time or the second season as a full-time starter for the philadelphia eagles um i mean especially with all the weapons that they do have whether it's in the backfield or whether it's at the wide receiving group i think that again the, the weapons are around him. It's about him, you know, probably utilizing and, and uh, uh racking up the stats there. So Jalen Hurts, I can't argue against especially him being a Houston guy. Um couple of guys that I did like here. I'll throw out two here quickly before we get to MB uh sorry, Coach of the Year and MVP. Um Tyreek Hill 20 to one. I think that it's obviously contingent on if if Tua can stay healthy. And that's a big you know, capital I, capital F, because we've seen last season with all the uh, concussions that he dealt with and all the stuff that he also dealt with um, back in his days at uh, Alabama. But Tyreek Hill last season, I believe, finished up with what, 1, 17, 1800 yards last year. And that was with the amount of games that uh, uh, Tua missed last season. We know how prolific this offense is going to be or is when two is on the field, especially when you have fast guys like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle on the other side. But last season, uh, Tyreek Hill, 119 receptions, 1,710 yards. And I believe Tua only played in, I want to say like 12 games last year. If I'm not mistaken, I'm going to quickly look that up here. Um, Last season, he played in 13 games. So even if maybe I played, what, two, three more games, I would not have been shocked if Tyreek Hill would have gone for 2,000 yards. And I believe he also in the offseason came out and said that I'm going to have a 2,000-yard receiving season last year. I mean, if there's a guy that can do it, We know what Tyreek Hill can do. We saw the success that he had with Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, not two. is not Tyreek. Sorry, he's not Patrick Mahomes, but the potential is definitely there with two. And if he's able to stay healthy and how prolific this offense has been, uh, I think Tyreek Hill can definitely get in the realm of close to 2,000 yards, if not lead the league in receiving yards this season. The other one, uh, Garrett Wilson at 25 to 1. We saw with Devontae Adams, and I think we talked about this when we did our season long player props. We saw what Devontae Adams was able to do with Aaron Rodgers and now Aaron and now Garrett Wilson has Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. Obviously last year coming off of a season where he won offensive rookie of of the year, but now you have a former MVP as your quarterback. I'm not going to be surprised if Garrett Wilson has double digit touchdowns and he's in the realm of 1300, 1400 1500 yards for this upcoming season because we saw how great he was with at Ohio state. He had a great rookie season, obviously last year. It's only going to get better when you have a legitimate quarterback back there. We've already seen, you know, the the highlights or or the, the the film, I guess, whatever you want to call it, on on Twitter, and you know, we saw the connection that they had for the touchdown in the preseason game. Obviously, it was only one drive, but I think this is going to be a big season for Garrett Wilson. So. A couple of running, uh, sorry, wide receivers I like there 20 to one, uh, Tyreek Hill, and 25 to one for Garrett Wilson here. Chris, any thoughts on those two guys?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to love them both. You know, these are high volume guys. You, you talk about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, too, is it, he's like um, when he finds a wide receiver that he loves, it's like peanut butter and jelly. Like they, yeah. We we saw with Devontae, it felt like Devontae Adams had like 500 receptions, like year after year after year, because Aaron Rodgers is throwing the ball every single time. The defense knows it's coming; they double them. So you you know that they've spent you know, ever since Aaron Rodgers you know dug himself out of that that dark hole that he went into, you know, I'm pretty sure they've been <laughs> spending time together, you know, get getting on the same uh, on the same page, developing that cohesiveness. And uh, it, it's scary actually, you know, when you think about him winning that award without an elite quarterback. And now you give him Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, this may be just what, you know, the defense is definitely what Aaron Rodgers needs. But Aaron Rodgers wanted that freedom, you know, to to outside of management and things were going wrong in Green Bay. And now he has that. So if we see a rejuvenated Aaron Rodgers and and we see Wilson, you know, kind of, you know, shatter some records, maybe just some jet records in general, uh, really wouldn't surprise me at all. I like I like him more than any. But. Tyree kills like an animal like a like a legit animal like I'm like a cheetah maybe like he's just on the field running as fast as he can catching the ball he's so elusive um so we know what he can do once he gets the ball in his hands he's a deep ball threat as well can catch the ball on a slant taking 95 yards so um I couldn't talk you over either one of those you
2: know if I like them both
0: uh Rod any thoughts on those two guys
2: the fact that Tyree kill is 20 to one when we know what he can do, that's, that's insane. So jump on that now before that changes midway through four games into the season. And as far as Garrett Wilson, finally a young receiver that Aaron Rodgers is not going to get pissed at every five seconds. So uh, I think good (laughs) things are in store
0: for him. All right, boys, let's get over to, I think this is my favorite category to talk about every single year. And that's, that's going to be coach of the year. Uh, Last season, we're coming off of Brian Dable winning this award. I have a lot of thoughts on that. We probably need another hour or so to talk about that on why he got the award. Um, but I, I've kind of been keeping track of some of the, I guess, criteria of when you, when it comes to coach of the year. Um, so what I've found is that of, since this goes back to 2012, um, so the coach of the year, and I'll quickly go through this and we'll get to our picks here. So. Uh, prior to last year, before Brian Dable won, uh, since 2012, every single one of those coaches had double-digit wins. Um, 11 or more was the number. Did they win the division uh, for those since 2012 up until last year? Uh, let's see here. Eight out of the 11 won the division. And then uh, there was an improvement from year over year. So the previous year to the next year, the, the differential in wins was about five and a half wins improvement. So um, that's kind of where, you know, I started my research here a little bit some of the criteria that I kind of found on what it takes to win coach of the year. Um, But Rod, why don't you lead us off with coach of the year? What are you thinking for this upcoming season? As far as that award goes?
2: Are you ready for this? How about a four, a four, former 49er coach, Robert Sala, 16 right. to one. I have slowly softened my hate of the Jets over the last month. And I, I don't know what it is. I don't know how it developed, but it's it's here. But I can imagine a world in which they do end up winning their division at the very least. Right. I mean, and making some kind of a playoff run. Obviously, we know the headlines. We know why this team is as heavily favored. We just talked about. Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson being a connection that can be feared throughout the league. And if we're, we're talking about one of Aaron Rodgers receivers being uh, a, a contention for an award at the end of the year, that means that that team has to have a stellar season. That means that Robert Sala is going to have to bring them up from the depths of, of laughability to a contending team that is full of guys that that can make this run into the postseason. So um, he's 16 to one right now on, on DraftKings. And I think that's a pretty good price for him at this point, because again, for him to be able to take this jets team, which everybody's been, you know, ha jets to wow. Oh shit. The jets like that. This is what we're looking at when we're talking about coach of the year, right? We were talking about Doug Peterson turning yeah. the Jaguars into a contender and him, his name being tossed around all over the place. I think the same can be said this season for Robert Sala and nothing, nothing tells me otherwise that he's not a, a heavy favorite or at least should be. I mean, What Dan Campbell, eight, eight and a half to one. uh, And Robert Sala, almost twice that. I mean, I'll take Robert Sala over Dan Campbell.
0: Last time Jets met the playoffs was 2010. So when we talk about um, accomplishments that coaches have made for a particular season, um, breaking a playoff uh, drought, I think uh, ends up at that top of the list. I'm quickly trying to see how many games the Jets won last year. So seven. So since They end up 11 and six on the season. They win the division. They break a playoff drought. That's a pretty good resume for, uh, for the, uh, for Robert Sala to win uh coach of the year. So yeah, uh, can't argue against that. Uh, Chris, what do you got for coach of the year?
1: Yeah, I, li- I like Rod's pick as well. I, I, you can't go wrong with that. It, it actually meets the criteria for everything that you checked off, you know. And I, as you were going through your criteria, I'm like, okay, let me make sure mine meets meets this criteria as well. And <laughs> it's it who Rob mentioned, right? It's Doug Peterson. I like I like Doug for this award. Um, I think he's solid. And I and what I really love is the price, right? It's all about you know the price that we can get him at. So two to one, he's plus two thousand over on DraftKings. Um, and the Jaguars actually took that huge leap that you talked about last year. You know, if it yeah. wasn't until the second half, and I like. To them to kind of kind of build build on that. Um, that was Peterson's first year with with uh, Trevor Lawrence, and uh, after Urban Meyer, thank God he's out of there. Right, looked like he was working for the opposite team, but um you know he was playing he played two he was there for two years before that. So you look at the Jaguars, they scored almost ten points per game more with Peterson than they did with with Urban Meyer the, the year before, and the Jaguars also you know kind of turned around uh, at the bye week because they they went into the bye week actually three and six. And won uh, six of their last seven games, um, and they, you know, they made the they they end up going to division. They're division favorites this year as well. I think I looked earlier; they were minus one fifty five to win that division. So they are expected to win the yeah. the division. But I think winning the division for them this year um, is expected. We need them to probably win a playoff game this year, and and I think that that's feasible. Maybe just depending on where they land and who they end up playing, it's going to be difficult, of course. But you would expect, you know, Trevor. I expect Trevor Lawrence to to, uh, you know, just to continue to progress, right? We always talk about quarterbacks getting a little bit better in year two than they were in year one, and then in year from year two to year three, it's another leap that's supposed to happen as well. So I love that, you know, he was able to do that last year. Um, you also look at their offensive line in the secondary. Both of them actually rank bottom 10. Um, but you do go out, you get Calvin Ridley, you got Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, you got uh, Evan Ingram. Um, and if I think if Doug can push Trevor to to be even better than he than he was, and maybe exceed everyone's expectations just a little bit, because there is going to be a quarterback, probably a couple of them, that are going to exceed yeah. all of our expectations, and we're going to wonder where did that come from, right? I like I like Peterson shot at at, uh, at twenty to one.
0: I honestly thought that he he should have won it last year, um, just for the, what they did in the second half of the season and, and coming back and winning this division. I don't know after how many years, but. Um, it makes a lot of sense, right? I think they're expected. I mean, would you be surprised if Exxima ended up as the number one seed in the AFC? I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they were up there. Um, and if Trevor Lawrence doesn't have an MVP caliber year, you have to give some type of an award, uh, to that team for being the number one seed. And obviously, that would go to a guy like Doug Peterson at 20 to 1. I don't hate that at all. Um, two guys I did like here for this award Arthur Smith, number one, 14 to 1. Um, This division for the NFC South is obviously a team um, that finished, I guess, tied for last or tied for second However, You want to process it in your your mind. Last season, this division is going to go from worst to first. Uh, Atlanta officially in the standings was last, uh, but there's a lot of hype coming around this team for this upcoming season. Um, they have a number one, easy schedule. We talked about the top, I think top seven or top five, easy schedule. Um, you have a fantastic backfield with Bijan, Cordell Patterson, Taylor, tell I swear, as well. Now we're sure we're going to get out of Desmond Ritter, but I think just to kind of sum it up is that if the Atlanta Falcons go on to win this division, I think Arthur Smith would, would probably get coach of the year just because of what he's able to do, taking a team from the Falcons from seven to wins to possibly nine and a half is their win total right now to get into 10 wins or possibly 11 wins because just because of how easy their schedule is and winning the NFC South division. Um, so that was one guy that I did like. And then another one that I did like, which kind of made sense to me. And I think this is kind of correlated because this division um, also is, is, I think, kind of open. Matt LaFleur at 16 to one for the Green Bay Packers, I think if the Packers go on to win this division, number one, it's because of the coaching of Matt LaFleur and because also Jordan Love had a big season, but it's also added to the fact that, hey, they were still able to do all these things even without Aaron Rodgers, who won multiple MVPs for this team. Um, And we kind of talked about, I guess, the disconnect that was possibly there between Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur when he got uh, hired there. I think that for Matt LaFerre, I think that if they're able to get into the playoffs and get and get into maybe double-digit wins for this upcoming season and win this division, I think that's the biggest priority because they, we've seen the past couple of seasons where they've won, what, 13 games in a row? Uh, sorry, 13 games on the regular season, uh, and they've won that award. But I think for life after Aaron Rodgers, if he's able to do that, I think he should be considered for uh, Coach of the Year at 16-1. to 1. Um, those were the two that I did like, uh, any thoughts on those two here, Rod?
2: No better middle finger to the person that left and to, uh, <laughs> move on and, and do well without them. So yeah, I, I definitely see that. And, and that does make a strong argument too, especially if they do end up winning the division. It's a tough division. I mean, that's not yeah. a, a pushover division. So if he can, if he can hold serve with what he's got after Aaron Rodgers leaves, I, I think that makes a better case than Mike McCarthy <clears throat> in the chat.
0: that's a different conversation. You know what I know we talked to I had a conversation with Moneyline Mac about Dallas for this uh, upcoming season. Uh but I'll save that for another time. Uh Chris, any thoughts on those two guys that I mentioned?
1: Yeah, I like them both. You know, I like them both. Um I think Arthur was my he was actually my second. He was my my runner up honorable mention. Uh just because you like you mentioned that 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 NFC South is going to be wide open, right? Like we yeah. have no idea who's going to win that division and um what if what if it is Bijan? What if what if Bijan and 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 uh, you know Pitts and 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 all of those guys in Atlanta just kind of kind of you know do what they they we know we all know that they have potential of of doing then they they win the division and he looks like uh you know and and Riddler has a really really good you know second season or we could say one point five year season uh, because he plays so, you know uh, a few games in the you know last year if they do all of that um you know then I think there is potential for them to potentially win his division because. Uh, we are looking at what Derek Carr to, to, to win the division right now. So, so anything, anything can happen down there. Um, so I couldn't talk you over that one at all. They did a really good job, but kind of using them uh Riddler that it is uh, sparingly last yeah. year and kind of protecting them as well. And Bijan is only going to help. So I can see it.
0: All right. Um, two categories left here. Comeback player of the year. I think this might be a quick conversation because. Right now, odds-on favorite is Damar Hamlin after what transpired with him last season. He's at a minus 285 favorite. Um, I mean, obviously, it makes a lot of sense. He's already – he made the roster for the Buffalo Bills. I think a lot of people have just gone on and said that, hey, if he plays one or two downs uh, or even steps on the field for a play, he's probably going to end up winning this award after you know what transpired with him last season. Um on the field, uh, you know, potentially almost losing his life on the football field. Uh, but for him to come back, uh, I think, is uh, 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 makes sense. White's at minus 285. But uh, did you guys have anybody else as far as comeback player of the year here? Chris, I'll start with you.
1: So, I so, mean, you know, if he did lose his life, he just got it back. Like he was was, yeah. He was, yeah, he was yeah. granted it back, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he is the odds the on favorite, like you said. If I was going to, you know, look at anybody else, it, it'd probably be Tua. Uh, Just because I would bank on him being healthy, coming back after, you know, the concussion, that concussion, you know, dating all the way back to his college days. So it's a high risk, high reward. Uh, I I think he's two to one. So um, plus 2000, I think that was over on, I got to check the book, but um, you really just need him to avoid injury and specifically the head injuries, right? You go going back to 2017. He's never played with the same offensive coordinator two consecutive seasons. So this will be the first time that he's able to do that you still got Jalen Waddle there. You still got Tyreek Hill there. Uh, both of them are, are pretty, you know, good on, uh, as far as being healthy and playing throughout the entirety of their seasons, they both played 17 games last year. And you look at a 3,600 yards in 13 games last season, 25 touchdowns. Um, you know, if he's able to, to, to do something like that, especially with the lineup, you know, the offensive lineup pretty much stayed the same. I think that, uh, you know, he has potential to win. He also added a lot of muscle mass over the season. We know he's been going, he had the back and forth with for Ryan Clark, uh, you know, about, you know, not getting into it with him, but, you know, just wanting them to know yeah. that he's been putting in the work. Um, and I heard that he learned judo over the off season as well um, with the <laughs> goal of kind of helping brace for falls, right? So, you yeah. know, it seems like he's taking all the precautionary steps. Uh, so if I was going you know, put a sprinkle anywhere else, it would be probably to a
0: yeah. Uh, my sprinkle here was going to be John Mechie of the Houston Texans, um, coming off of the torn ACL number one, when he was at Bama last season in his rookie year, missed the entire 2022 season with, uh, being diagnosed with leukemia. And we talk about comeback player of the year award is usually narrative driven, right? Because there's some type of, you know, injury that you're coming back from or, or, or medical, you know, uh, situation that a player dealt with. Um, so at 20 to one, I, that was the one I had for John Mechie to uh, win comeback player of the year. Um, Rod, did you have anybody that you like for a comeback player of the year?
2: Well, I mean, again, it, I'm going to treat this like we treat F1. We know Max Verstappen is going to win this, but if he does not, so we are. We know DeMar Hamlin's going to win this one. So if if he does not, I, I actually want J.K. Dobbins at 50 to 1. This this one's a pretty okay. decent one, right? I mean, the, I, I, he can come back and, and get 2,000 yards, right? Maybe not, but I mean, it, he could have a Derrick Henry type of a season. He's capable of doing fantastic things. I mean, we haven't seen this guy live up to his full potential yet. So if he can stay healthy and if he can come back from, from obviously he's a comeback player of the year candidate, if he can come back and post the season, we know he's capable of in the offense that is, is basically built toward running the ball. You know, I I think if he has a gigantic season and the Ravens do well, I think he's in the mix for this as well.
0: All right. uh, Let's get over to the final award, the most prestigious award in the NFL that is going to be the most valuable player last season. The award winner for this was none other than Mr. Mahomes having a five thousand yard plus season, uh, forty plus touchdowns. His second MVP award. More times than not, it's a it's a quarterback that does win this award. Um, Rod, why don't you lead us off with your MVP pick for this upcoming season? Who do you love?
2: Are you ready for another season of Aaron Rodgers as the MVP? Cause I don't know if the world's ready for that. 16 to one. He's there. I mean, you, you, when you go to a new place, sometimes you just want to show the old person that you still had what it took to be that you, you want to prove to them. It wasn't you. It was me. I was the one that did all of this. So when you go to a team like the jets and turn it around like that, you know, that, that are there. Well, look you were already an MVP. Well, now I see you're doing it with another team, a worse team than your old team, as some could argue, then now, of course, it was you. So that means you're still deserving of the honor, right? Basically, when you're already an MVP, you've got to prove that you weren't. So Aaron Rodgers has to do a lot this season to prove that he's not an MVP. And the fact that he's 16 to one, where a guy like Mahomes is at six to one, Burrow is at seven and a half to one, like those guys you expect to be up there, but. I think it would make a bigger statement for Aaron Rodgers to go in and make the Jets a lot like Robert Sala. I mean, it's the same sort of argument that you can make for him being coach of the year. If that happens, then Aaron Rodgers is probably a gigantic part of that, which means he should be in line for offensive uh, or just MVP altogether. Right. So uh, at 16 to one, it's not a bad speculation. He's proven he can do it before on lesser Green Bay teams. So why can't he do it with a lesser New York Jets team?
0: I mean, I look, it's kind of feels like the Tom Brady effect when he left New England. Um, obviously the next was it, the next season that he led him to the uh the uh Super Bowl uh and they won a Super Bowl ring there. But you take a look at this Jets uh offense, the weapons are there for him, right? We talked about Garrett Wilson, he brings in this guy, uh Randall Cobb, not for, for sure how effective he's going to be. The backfield is there as well, right? I know Brees Hall's coming back from the Torn ACL, they added Dalvin Cook. Um and again, on the offense side, that uh, uh, MB, not MBS, I'm sorry, Alan Lazard, they added as well with this uh, his guy from Green Bay there. So um, it's definitely there for Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, he's done it what uh, four times before. Going for a fifth MVP, it, it starts and stops with Aaron Rodgers. This team is going to have success, and I think that's just a what the I guess criteria is for an MVP, uh, for a, a, uh, for the, at least the NFL award. But yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue against Aaron Rogers at 16 to one here. Uh, Chris thoughts on Aaron Rodgers? Then if you want to give us your pick as well.
1: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not arguing against Aaron Rodgers either. Uh, I think, I think Rod laid it out perfectly. I, I, I just love the, it's almost like a revenge narrative, right? Like, yeah, I'm in my new place and this is what I'm doing with my new shiny tools and watch how this works out for me. Right. So I couldn't talk, couldn't talk right off of that one at all. Um, I'm going a little bit, look just just ten bit lighter odds. I, I like I said, if I if I'm playing these, I, I want to just kind of dig a little bit deeper. I'm actually going uh, Trevor. I'm going Trevor Lawrence uh, at eighteen to one odds. Uh, and uh, you know, I, I talked about I talked about Doug Peterson. I talked about uh, you know just as far as Coach of the Year, and I talked about this team um you know kind of kind of like just kind of catch, catch the stride i think that they are a little bit better than they were last year i think they propelled themselves off of finishing last season the way that they did you know winning six of their last seven games and you look at trevor lawrence last season i mean this dude you know 66 percent completion rate uh 4100 yards he threw for 25 touchdowns and um you know the the i i i i Can't take the 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 Patrick Mahomes at six to one and Joe Burrow at at seven to one and Josh Allen at seven fifty to one seven and a half to one you know so so for me I gotta go you know with a guy like Trevor Lawrence we I I like the untapped potential right like like if Trevor Lawrence throws for six more touchdowns and and finishes with thirty one and throws for five hundred more yards and finishes with forty six hundred everybody's gonna be like wow. Right, but you kind of gotta see that project you gotta kinda yeah. project that. So that that's why I like the price that you can, you know, you can get him uh you can get Mr. Mr. Lawrence at eighteen to one right now. Um I think the Jaguar, I I've mentioned the weapons that he has already, so I won't, you know, talk about those, but he has plenty of weapons to get the ball, you know, downfield and be able to kind of move it. And it's also that third to that second to third year, it's also that uh, you know, uh first to second year as far as um Uh, you know, uh, coach, coaching, you know, he's been with, he's going to be with Peterson second year and then third year in the league. So I I just expect some progression. And and I love the numbers that he put up last year at already having 4,100 yards.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, again, the potential is what we talk about with um, Trevor Lawrence and obviously another team and another player that if, if the team is going to have success, it's going to be on the shoulders of um, Trevor Lawrence, your quarterback. And again, we saw, I'm not even going to take anything away from his rookie year because he had an idiot head coach in Urban Meyer, but we saw when you have an adult in the room, and I've mentioned this when we talked about Doug Peterson, about how he can unlock uh, what a quarterback can do. There was a year where Carson Wentz was on the on on track to win the award back in 2017 before he, uh, I think, got injured. I'm going to say a couple games before the season was ending, but he was odds-on favorite to win MVP that upcoming season. I think that, that kind of that similar... Unnarrative, but I think the storyline um, when we talk about Trevor Lawrence kind of following what Doug Peterson was able to do with um, with Carson Wentz is definitely there for sure. Um, all right, for my guy or my pick this upcoming season for MVP, um, I went a little bit of chalk here. Uh, Justin Herbert, twelve to one. Um, again, look, th- I think the one thing that we took when we talk about the quarter or the MVP award, it's always always a quarterback. There's usually a guy that leads the league in QBR. You know, um, Chris, when we talk about NBA MVPs, is usually the guy that leads the league in uh, player efficiency rating. And, you know, it's always the Giannis's and the jok- jok- uh, jok- jokers of the world. But um, I kind of went back and looked, and it, it's, it's been pretty consistent that over the past several seasons, the guy that has the highest QBR usually goes on to win this award. Obviously, last season it was um, Patrick Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers, when he won those awards, he was number one in Q, uh, QBR. But Justin Herbert has made those strides. I know last season he was number only number 11 in, in QBR. But look, the, the passing yardage is going to be there for uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, I think that, again, when we talk about touchdown passes for uh, Justin Herbert, he had 31 in his rookie season, 38 in his second year. Last season, only threw for 25. Uh, but the yardage is always going to be there, right? Uh, his second year, he threw for 5,000 yards. Last season, 4,700 yards. Um, the, the, the yard is going to be, that. So there's two improvements I need to see him make is number one, throwing for less interceptions because he's been in double digit interceptions, um, in his first three seasons. And when we talk about a make or break year, I, th- especially for a head coach, I think Brian Saley's on that hot seat, because if the, if the chargers don't have a successful season, he might be the first one to go. The other thing I do like is Kellen Moore coming in as offensive coordinator. Uh, for this uh, Los Angeles Chargers team. When we talk about weapons around Justin Herbert, you know, Keenan Allen's of the world. They picked up Quentin Johnson in the draft. Um, uh, You still have Austin Eckler in the backfield for you there as well. So the weapons are Mike Williams as well. I didn't mention his name. So the weapons are there for Justin Herbert. It's just that number one about him not making the mistakes. Again, the potential is there. Can they put it all together? And I think that number one, if they are able to dethrone the Kansas City Chiefs, for that division uh, and possibly be a number two or number three seed, maybe in position number one seed in the uh, AFC. I think that Justin Herbert will definitely be uh, uh, up for this award at, uh, at currently at what I say, 12 to one for the upcoming season. The other guy, uh, I think uh serial mentioned there as well, Lamar Jackson. I think that again, uh, in a healthy year, what this guy's able to do now with, you know, weapons around him at the wide receiver position um, and his ability to use his legs. Um, we've seen what this Ravens team is able to do year in and year out. I think this is about him. Number one, being healthy. And again, being in the competitive division, if they do end up as a, as the division winner um, that you're going to have to look at Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson to win that MVP because he's done it before. We've seen that for sure. Um, can he put it together for a field season and be healthy? So uh, those are the two guys that did have your rod, uh, Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson.
2: Well, for Justin Herbert, I mean, obviously we know it's going to be an uphill climb. You're right. The stats will be there, but will the rest of the team be able to sort of rise around him and and help him get there? So that'll be the only, I think, weak link. And and just like uh, Cyril said, I mean, look, it's Lamar Jackson if he does manage to get this Ravens team to a win, but also it's going to take Dobbins with them. So, I mean, both can be true. We can have uh, Lamar as as the MVP and Dobbins as the comeback player of the year to make both of those come true. So yeah, yeah I can see that.
0: Uh, Chris, any thoughts on those two guys?
1: Yeah. So, so Justin was actually uh, my, my honorable mention it as well. You know, if I, I love, I love Justin Herbert. I think um, Rod hit it on the head, but also just can everybody stay healthy, right? Like, can they all stay healthy if he can't, if he can stay healthy yeah. and he can get his, you know, keep his wide receivers healthy. Austin Eckler can, you know, play into, into deep into the season. Um, and they can stay healthy. I think um, you know the Chargers are that we we talked about it in the season preview as well when we did the when we did this uh, you know AFC division. If the Chargers can stay healthy, they have the potential to to compete with the Patrick Mahomes and the Joe Burrows and the Josh Allen's of the world. So. Um, absolutely. And and that that would also go well for my guy, Joey. I need Joey to be healthy so he can help that defense. <laughs> and, uh, you know, charges can can, uh, you know, be a little bit better than they're anticipated this year. Uh, uh, Rodham. You know, if I like I like Justin a lot.
0: All right. So that is going to do it for our NFL regular season player awards. Uh, went through every single category there. Hopefully we found some, award, or sorry, found some winners there. We'll revisit it uh, maybe midway through the season when it's like a slow week or do an extra pod, uh, kind of looking at the updated odds for one of the picks that we did have. But, uh, gentlemen, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here because this is our last uh, episode before the regular season starts. I'm going to get you all Super Bowl predictions uh, for this upcoming season uh, Rod, I already know your NFC team who is going to make it to the Super Bowl. Who's coming out of the AFC?
2: Let's uh, let's say that the Bengals finally get over the hump uh, and and it's a rematch of the 1980s style uh, San Francisco versus uh, Cincinnati. I'll take that. All right, Chris, what do you got? Uh,
1: I want to, as much as I want to agree with Rod and say Bengals, because I, I think that the Bengals, you know, eventually you have to, hopefully you can get over the hump. They still have... Like loads of talent on that offense as well. Uh, Burrow just, you know, not starting the season healthy, but hopefully he, he'll have time to kind of get there. So I'll go uh, just to just to say somebody different. I'll say maybe maybe the Bills get over the hump, right? Maybe Josh Allen can and that and that defense can get over the hump. So so give me Bills and I uh, NFC. I think I'm gonna go Eagles. I think I'm gonna okay. go Eagles just because they got there. We we know it's Super Bowl hangovers typically. Uh, you know, can kind of come into effect, but I, I love what they've done, you know, just with the offensive line, uh, kind of keeping things intact. That defense is still going to be stellar. And I talked about them having a little bit more of a difficult schedule. So, uh, maybe that'll push, uh, you know, a guy like Jalen Hurst to even do more. So we'll see how it goes. But, but give me Eagles and give me, uh, give me Bills.
0: All right. Uh, I'm going to go with the Battle of the Birds, man. Give me, uh, give me the Baltimore Ravens and, and the Eagles, uh, in, in the, uh, Super Bowl. Um, I think that if number one, obviously everything is health concern, but I think this Baltimore Ravens team is definitely has the potential uh, to I guess, take that next step. And again, a lot of it does depend on Lamar Jackson. Uh, can this game translate to the playoff um, type of game that is played? Uh, but again, you add guys like OBJ, who's now won a Super Bowl ring with uh, the Los Angeles Rams. You add, say, Flowers, like we talked about as well. Um, and the defense should be good as well. And again, you have a head coach that is, I think a lot of people will say the top five head coach at minimum, uh, in the entire league. So I think it's this season is about all of them putting it together after, you know, Lamar, um, getting his contract done. That's all in the past. Now, now it's about going out and winning football games and again, the Eagles, we saw them do it last year. The offense is going to be prolific again, that NFC it's, I think it's more, um, I think there's, it's top heavy, um, when it comes to the NFC, um, it is, you know, the Niners, can they get over the hump out of the NFC championship game? That's still yet to be determined. Um, uh, but again, for Philadelphia Eagles team, I think they're still going to be hungry, uh, to get back to the, uh, um, the Super Bowl at a minimum. Um, I think, I think that's going to be a, the, my official prediction, the Ravens and the Eagles for this upcoming season. All right, gentlemen, that is going to wrap up our off-season episodes or our our preview episodes for this upcoming NFL season. Now we get to rub our hands and say we get to talk about games uh, for this upcoming season. Our first game on deck is going to be our Thursday night football game. We'll be back maybe tomorrow or Wednesday. We'll decide a schedule, but get our player props out for that. But, gentlemen, anything else we need to mention before we uh, dip our toes into the regular season here, Rod?
2: No, I'm good. I'm like I said, I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to start talking to some games. So uh, until then, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez, Link in the bot, everything I got going on. Just like Munov said, motorsports still going strong. NASCAR, IndyCar, F1. I mean, who knows? We'll find some uh, bicycle races for. <laughs> I don't care. we we'll, if they got odds for him, we'll cover it. Uh-huh. Chris, anything else, my man? Before we get out of here, I like
1: it, Rod. I like it. Uh, a wise better once told me he bet on two crickets running down the street if he think he could find an edge. I love, it. I love it. <laughs> but no, nah, nothing else for me, man. You know, it's been, uh, it's been a pleasure, man. Uh, you know, just talking, to, talking these out, and like you said, we finally here now. We've done every division. We've covered every you know superlative that you can think of. And now we actually get to, you know, get to the season. So long time coming, but extremely excited to continue to, you know, just kind of branch off into, um, you know, the regular season with you guys. So uh, definitely check out all my work over on Twitter at a uh, crispy cap and two piece two ends um, and excited to, to, to break down the player props that we actually going to be putting in not, not, not long-term investment, but short-term investment, because we'll be getting these, uh, you know, cashing these bets and getting some of this money back. So looking forward to that as well, Munoff and, um, and uh, Rod, and I'll talk to you guys when when we get that opportunity here soon.
0: Yeah, man, now now, now we're getting to the main course. Now it's the regular season. So, uh, again, like I mentioned, if you haven't already gotten a chance to go back and listen to our division previews, go ahead and do so. Obviously, this awards uh, show as well. Hopefully, we found some long-term uh, winners for you guys. But now... Now it's time to Now it's time to grind. Now it's time to find those weekly winners uh, for our weekly player props that we'll put out for you guys. And, again, we're going to track it all season long and see how we've been doing. So, again, first game is this week, this Thursday night. We'll be back for that for our player props, Lions and Chiefs. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.